you again for tuning in Guidance Counselor 2.0. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, before we get started and talking to Jack, I want to give some shout outs. First off, if you are a hiring manager and you're watching this, uh, Jack Evidence Care already uses us, so Jack does not have to use us uh, or, or, or do this, take me up on this. But if you're a hiring manager and you hate the recruiting uh, vendors that you partner with and want to um, learn more about how we do things at VACO, um, please DM me, please message me. Um, one of my goals I set for myself on 2021 is to um, basically work with new clients across the country because of this live show. So again, even if you want to audit your recruiting um, process, I will do that for free. I will not try to sell you um, because I think hiring is flawed and hiring is broken within every single organization to a certain point. And I'm wanting to get better with that with you. So DM me with that. Shout out to my team uh, that's behind me, Alex Pooler, who just done all these cool graphics, who's doing my email newsletter, who's doing everything like that. So if you need help from a design perspective, email me. Uh, Summer Lettington, tailoredesson.com is going to be legit. It's going to have networking tips and tricks. We are very close to launching 1.0. Um, so Summer is heading that up. And then uh, Drew Skelton, all my video editing, as well as Brandon Arve for all my social media kind of uh, content strategy moving forward with Brandon 78 in Lexington, Kentucky. So enough of me running my dang mouth. Jack, thanks for joining me, big dog. I appreciate it. Um, Jack, I'm not going to introduce you. I want you to introduce yourself, who you are, where do you work, what do you do? Give the listeners, the viewers, uh, obviously, some uh, background. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm the vice president of engineering at a national startup called Evidence Care. We've got a relatively small engineering team. Um, you know, we're fluctuating between five and ten um, people, but you know, certainly looking to grow that over the coming um, over the coming months. Um, and let's see here. You know. Really, my background and perspective as a hiring manager comes from that small to medium enterprise space. Um, so, you know, to, to put some context around the advice and, and perspective that I'll offer today, you know, it's coming from um, the position of companies that, that have a lot of a lot of contextual freedom in how they you know handle their hiring process. You know, we, we don't report to necessarily, you know, a head of HR. We don't have... Um, you know, we, we don't treat people like, uh, you know, check boxes. So we have a lot of, um, I would say, you know, freedom to discretion in how we, we designed our hiring process. And, you know, I'm just going to speak to, you know, how hiring managers at small, medium enterprises Please. think. Yeah, absolutely. So um, also a few people trickling in. Kathy, good morning. It's good to see you. Um, ben, Ben Blackburn. What's up, player? What's up, big dog? Um, so, uh, all right. So Jack, so Jack messaged me. <clears throat> this is why I like the live show because it, 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 it increases communication. It, it starts dialogue. Um, I've been educated so much because I may have said something wrong, right? I say things a lot wrong. You ask my wife that. Um, so all, all, all that being said, uh, Ben Blackburn goes, Jack Links, are you still using your Peloton every day? Uh, I wish I had a Peloton. Um, and so uh, all that, Ben's just, just dragging us through the mud on this live show. So um, so basically, so Jack messaged me last week or the week before, I think it was last week, when I had the show around counter offers, right? And so Jack messaged me a lot of good things about, hey, this is what people should do. This is what people should bring to the table. So Jack, let me ask you this, man. As a hiring manager, the first question I want to ask you is, do you like when a candidate negotiates with you like, so when you give the candidate offer, do you like it? Are you okay with 
if a candidate comes back to you with saying, hey, actually, I would like this or what about this or what about that? So what are your initial thoughts on just the back and forth? Well, for you know a small or company size, negotiations are actually vital to our process of collecting information on where the market stands on you know different positions, um, and for different you know role sets. And so, without that negotiation process, without candidates being actively involved in you know putting out there what they want and what they are sort of expecting and what they're seeing on the market, it's it's you know really hard for us to uh, to say with definitive with any, any sense of definitiveness that, you know, this is what this role is worth. Um, and, right. you know, when we're working at such a small team, every individual brings a different, you know, set of capabilities and a different, different additions to our team that you really, there's not a, you know, X senior engineer is, or, or you know, a senior right. react engineer is worth X dollars. I mean, that's just not how we think. Yeah, and that's and that's smart. Again, right? I love having people on at companies who get it because I think as a as a recruiter, it's so hard when I submit people for a job. It's like, well, what's your salary range, right? And then it's like, all right, but like I I've had. I mean, listen, man, we've we've underpriced people, right? Because at the end of the day, I'm not technical, right? I have two consultants work for me right now that the manager goes, y'all underpriced these guys, and we're like, great. Right. So again, salary is just such a such a weird thing. Um, and so let me ask you this. So so what are some key things um, I, or some key strategies you guys have? I mean, so let's say a candidate comes back with, you know, 10, 15 grand more. I mean, do is that something that you're open to seeing? Do, do you guys try to as an organization maybe say, hey, we can't do this, but we can do this instead? I mean, what's kind of your philosophy around that? Um, and then also, too, do y'all post job bands or, or, or salary bands with your job postings, too? Um, so I just threw a lot at you. So I want to hear your thoughts on all that. Um, so my number one priority as an engineering manager is to maintain the culture of, of our team. Right. Mm -hmm. And we have a team structure at our company where we treat everybody, um, you know, in, in an equitable manner, right? Everybody at least small startups is, is uniquely contributing to, to the team, but they're, you know, equal in the fact that they're all, you know, doing those extra mile activities and they're all bringing something that's really irreplaceable. And yeah. so when we have candidates come in and they're asking for significantly higher than, you know, what we would expect for that role based off of the, the you know, the, the, the team members that we already have on our team, that's a signal to us that, you know, not necessarily that that person is being, you know, unreasonable, but that we might actually need to adjust our compensation across our, our whole team. Because, so good you know, though. That's so good. Is to make I mean, sure that our team stays together because that's yeah. you know the real killer of startups is when you start having one, two, three people leave. I mean that's that's a death knell. I mean your your product process halts. I mean as any engineering manager knows, it takes three, four, five, six months to get somebody productive when you're bringing them on for the first time. Yeah. And you know if, if we're able to provide some, you know if we're able to provide engineers a platform where they love working here, they feel like they're fairly compensated and they want to be with us for two, three years. I mean, that's the golden ticket for success. So again, my number one goal is always to make sure that our team feels like they're valued. Um, and if somebody comes in with, with you know, information, a data point that suggests that we're not valuing them correctly, that's how I start to think about it. Not that the candidate is being unreasonable, if that, if that makes sense. That's so good. And, you know, and, and for, uh, by the way, for those of you who are watching, if you have any questions for Jack, from a salary negotiation perspective for tips and tricks, please comment at me. 
Um, you know, again, I, I definitely want to use this as a as as a platform to to help individuals learn things um, and to increase their community. So also connect with Jack as well. Um, I, and, <clears throat> and Jack's one of the good ones, right? His company is one of the good ones. And the reason why I say that is because what Jack just said is huge, is that he deploys empathy when it comes to the candidate, right? I work with so many hiring managers that when, it, when there's a candidate negotiation, like, ah, forget it. <clears throat> We're done. That's it. Right. And, 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 and what Jack just said is so, so big and so huge when he's like, you know what? Maybe it's on us. Right. Maybe it's on us. Maybe we've made the mistake. And again, I think the job seekers who deploy empathy on the job search. Right. Hey, Jack, thank you for taking your time. Even though I got rejected, I appreciate you a ton. And all you do, I will tell you, Jack will probably remember that response better than, you know, other responses. Right. But then also on the flip side. Right. A reason why I wanted Jack on this live show is what he just said, where Evidence Care and his organization go, you know what, maybe this is on us. And that's so, so important. Um, so uh, Diarte says, is it best to give a range of salary or just exact amount? So, let, so let's say, Jack, let me ask you this. If a candidate is submitting their salary to you through through their own, let's just take recruiters out of it, right? Um, what what would you like to see? Do you want exact amount? Do you like a range? What What do you prefer? So from a candidate perspective, you know, my preference is that you, you know, put out a number, you know, yeah. as a first, as a first step, you know, a range is, is kind of like a, you know, uh, a timid first step because then it really puts the, you know, the first step back onto my shoulders. Now, that being said, <laughs> I'm happy to, you know, to throw out a number at first, but really, um, you know, the candidate knows themselves and where they fit in the market better than, than I possibly could. And so it makes most sense from, from my perspective for them to know, you know, and have an idea of what they're worth or what they'd like to be, you know, valued at yeah. uh, rather than me, you know, just kind of picking a number or out of a hat for them. If that I love makes that. Sense. Yeah, I love that so much. And Diarte, I'm going to I'm going to say this to, to your question, but also just in general. And I kind of went off on this the other day on the live show. Like I'm tired of job seekers not being responsible in their search. Right. I'm sick and tired of job seekers. And especially this was bad pre-COVID, right? Because you'd have developers and engineers just test the water and not do any not do any research and all that. But at the end of the day, like they didn't do their homework, right? So they're just throwing out arbitrary numbers. I think for me, if you're a job seeker, you need to know if I ask you right now, hey, how much are your monthly benefits or how much you pay out of pocket for benefits? Or how you know what's your bonus look like or what is your 401k? You need to know these things on the front end, right? I see so many times in negotiation on the back end where we submit, I submit a candidate to Jack at this salary. And then it gets the negotiation process and the candidate goes, ah, well, I realize my benefits are actually pretty good. I'm like, well, damn, <laughs> well, damn. Why, why didn't you tell me this first? So again, I appreciate, I like that about Jack. Give, give a number, know your specifics, right? Hey, listen, I'm at 130K with a, with a 4% match with a $600 a month. But if you send all that to Jack, I will tell you, Jack will be incredibly impressed. Right, Jack? Absolutely. I mean, just from the from the get-go, knowing that my candidates know what they want and what they're looking for, I mean, that's a strong signal that they're going to know. We're not just going to have a, a, you know, a great interview recruitment process, but that that candidate would be a valued member of the team because you know they come to things like this prepared, important discussions, and um, you know have their 
have their thoughts together in an order. And it's a great signal even beyond just the negotiation process. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, uh, <clears throat> I'm bringing up Jack. I don't know if you're a college football fan. I think you went to Indiana, right? Um, yeah. So uh, Indiana, Indiana had good, uh, you know, de- decent football season. They're, they're much better than South Carolina, but, but so South Carolina Gamecocks, I went to USC. We are going through a coaching search. Right. Or, or we have gone through a coach just we're hiring staff and there's a lot of talk about culture, culture, culture. And I, and I use South Carolina a, a lot because I'm one thing in quarantine I've become obsessed with is South Carolina football and recruiting and, and all that. Well, they're hiring new people and our strength and conditioning coach going to what you're probably saying, Taylor, please get back on task. What Jack just said happened with our strength and conditioning coach. Our strength and conditioning coach sent a 40-page document that he researched about the University of South Carolina and their weaknesses in the past few years with football and sent it to our head coach before he even sent the contract and got the offer, right? This guy, Luke Day, he had everything aligned. He was ready to go. He already was in the car driving down from West Virginia because he said to our coach, he goes, Coach, I want to be in town when you give me the job so I can start immediately, not be in West Virginia and traveling to South Carolina. And so, again, going back to what we just said, it's having your ducks in a row, being organized, being enthusiastic, but being very detail oriented. Jack, I don't know if you had any uh, thoughts on that. Well, I think you said it all. I mean, those are all signals or those are all signals, you know, that help me decide whether that candidate's going to be a right fit for our team. But then it's also you know, that level of preparation and, and focus in your recruitment or job search process. I mean, that's, that's going to get you the best results. So it's, it's good for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So, so a few more comments, uh, Diarte, you really don't need to uh, rub me, rub dirt in the face. Yes. USC has been falling off. Ben, Ben, our, our friend, Ben, if equity is involved, ask what the company's latest valuation was and how much of the cap table is earmarked for employee options. I don't know half the words in that sentence, but yes, whatever Ben just said, uh, do that, do that. But again, right. Ben knows things. Right. That is a very good question to ask. And so, again, he, that, that, that is a very prepared question to ask. So, Ben, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah, Jack, I think that's a great point, especially at smaller companies that, you know, it's not just the salary that's on the table. It's really the whole compensation package. And there's a lot of flexibility to do everything from, you know, equity options to, you know, a different working you know schedule to, um, you know, negotiating your performance-based bonuses and, and, you know, and what, what is the company willing to commit to you up front? You know, if you deliver X, Y, Z, what are you going to get, you know, on the, on the delivery date? So there's all sorts of things that are outside of the normal, you know, here's my base salary that are important to bring to the table, at least from a small and medium enterprise perspective. And I think that's actually, you know, one of the reasons why I pushed a little bit back on, I think the, the counter offer sort of, dilemma, which is, you know, if a, if a company doesn't, you know, if a company comes back and, and tries to lowball you after you, you know, highball them, which you should be doing, um, you know, is, does that, is that speak to the character of, of the, um, of the company and should you, you know, move on immediately? And, you know, from my perspective, it's, and again, I'm saying it's all from a small and medium company perspective. Sure. There's different different strategies you've got to, you know, employ when you're going into a large, a large company. Um, but from a small and medium company, you know, my number one objective is to build trust and to get you what you want. That's going to make you, so you know, stay here for two to three years at, at least. And so, 
you know, if we can't have those types of conversations uh, up front about, you know, important things like salary and, compensa and compensation, you know, that's a signal to me that we're not going to, you know, when, when you ask for a raise, at, you know, in six months, we're going to have, you know, problems when, you know, there's a product deadline that we have to hit and or we have to make a commitment to the product side of our, our company. And, you know, you're unwilling to even discuss the dynamics of committing to, to X, Y, Z, like those Things are critical skills and, and, you know, mentality that you have to have to be successful at a small and medium enterprise. And so, like, I, I guess I wouldn't encourage our candidates to not engage upfront in negotiation because that really says that the whole negotiation process displays a lot about you as a candidate and also displays a lot about, you know, how that hiring manager is going to treat you and work with you. So when, good. You know, it's the road six months into your job. So I didn't I mean, encourage you to engage in that process full, you know, full force, you know, and yeah. I think where you can really get burnt though, is once you seal a deal you renege on it, you know, that's, you, you can't, get, you know, align at a number, get the written offer, come back yeah. two weeks later, say, I've gotten a better offer somewhere else. You know, some hiring managers will work with that, you know, but that always leaves a sour taste in their mouth. Yeah, and it's absolutely. Not in the relationship. Yeah, I mean, listen, and Jack, I mean, we, uh, you know, we're, we're nearing our time and here I have there's viewers falling off. So we've passed the 10 to 15 minute mark. But, you know, and this is what we, I, I want to have you on again, because I think it's talking about the interview process and being I've talked a lot about brand, right, brand identity within the market. And I think interviewing is one of the biggest brand indicators of your company. And I think a lot of individuals and companies don't get that. So, yeah, I, again, I, I think and that's important on the candidate side, too. So I totally get that. Um, all right. So everybody. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank, thanks for hanging out. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll we'll get Jack on again because I think there's a lot. There, there's some topics that kind of came out of this that I want to kind of dive into a little bit more. Um, if you, <clears throat> real quick, Jack, if people want to reach you, what's the best way if people want to connect with you? I'm assuming just LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn is perfect. Um, you know, and if you are. If you're a senior developer, you know, in the who loves TypeScript, please shoot me an email at jack at evidence.care. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. If you like TypeScript, if you like all the things JavaScript, hit up Jack because they're doing some cool stuff. Jack, thanks again for hanging, buddy. Um, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you for having me, Taylor. Yep.